0: If you're looking for success, it's in the details. Small hinges move big doors. And now your host, Karen Allen. Hello, friends, and welcome to In the Details. I'm your host, Karen Allen. This episode is sure to light a fire under your tail. I'm telling you right now, just learning about my guest, Elena Cardone, from a distance, I already felt invigorated by her energy because her energy and her wisdom, I am sure, will fuel your wildest dreams. She's the author of the best-selling book, Build an Empire, How to Have It All. And her most recent endeavor has been to partner up with eXp Realty. So I actually know her a few folks who are a part of that family. So shout out to all the realtors in EXP and Elena, thank you so much for being here. Welcome.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me today.
0: Absolutely. So for our listeners who who don't know, I, I like to give a little glimpse for behind the scenes. So we had a moment where like, Technology was not on our side, right? I mean, I played a part in it. Sure, I'll own up to that. Uh, But we had a blip and I just love, Elena, from the very beginning, how I can tell you have a team that surrounds you that is not afraid to come up against hard moments. So I am sure that that also comes from your leadership, uh, making sure that we are able to handle adversity with composure and this calmness. So even as we got started, I can just feel the energy that you bring to your brand and to the people around you which I think is absolutely amazing. What do you think is the secret sauce for your for your team there that supports you?
1: Well, you know, we do surround ourselves with the same like-mindedness that we share. So, we have a very specific culture here at the 10X headquarters. We're accountable, we're results-oriented, we're honest, integrity. So, and we're go-getters and we're solutions-oriented and and so the type of people that we have around us understand that's the climate and that's what it's going to take to do well in this environment and the people that don't have that standard they just they they realize they can't really Take it here very often. So the people around us, we are very blessed to have because they're very ten x.
0: <laughs> it shows. It shows. It shows. <laughs> well, I actually I would love to start from the beginning. I, I know that uh, you're from Louisiana, right? Yeah, Dang, New Orleans. Right? Uh huh. I bet you know how to throw down. Then the one time I went to New Orleans, I was like, I have to come back for the food alone. For the food oh, alone. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> That's like my specialty. That's really the only kind of food I know how to cook. And those dishes are like the best. And then anything out of that, d- don't you're not going to want to come to me. <laughs> That's, right.
0: That's right. And you were there until you were 17 when right. then you decided to take a huge leap of faith. Tell us about that.
1: Well, when I was 17 years old, I had gone down quite a challenging path, let's call it, in New Orleans. And it was just really time for me to make a decision to get out of that environment. Uh, The only thing I really thought I could do is possibly become an actress, a model. So I certainly knew I wasn't gonna do well in the the standard workforce. I, I just, I can't sit still. Like, what was I supposed to do? I don't know. I didn't ever go to college. So I just decided, you know, at 17, let's go see if I can make it. So I went to Los Angeles, not knowing anyone. It's it's such a scary thought now as a mother to look back in hindsight and think, wow, I was 17. But really, I was leaving to go to Los Angeles to kind of escape the situation in New Orleans. So I used that as my platform to get me out of there. And so... So I just went, I didn't really think twice about it. I didn't think I was doing anything courageous, but now I look at it and go, wow, that was impressive.
0: We take these risks, like just jumping out and saying, okay, I'm going to try this. Sometimes as you mentioned, it's because we know that we cannot live or we cannot tolerate where we are any longer. And other times we feel pulled to something very specific, regardless of what that, you know, momentum may be for an individual. It takes a ton of courage and a brave heart to be able to make a leap like that. And then to go to the other side of the country. I mean, you said you didn't think twice, but what was running through your mind at that time? Like, were you hopeful of anything specific or was it just a a one-way ticket to get out of the current environment?
1: It was really a one-way ticket to get out of the current environment. And it was it came at a time when I made a decision I wasn't going to wallow in my past traumas or... I wasn't gonna wallow anymore. And I, I I just made a decision that I wanted to really kind of clean up my life and see if I could make something of myself. I really I just I had come to a make break point in my own life where I just could not be in that environment. It was too toxic for me. So for for me, I was like, okay, can I go make a fresh start someplace else and really just like take a good deep breath in and get my life on the right track. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I know from from
0: my story, there were a lot of moments of desperation that fueled that courage. And I remember one specific moment because I couldn't clearly see, okay, well, what am I building here? What am I doing? What am I... But I remember that I was absolutely determined to not be sick and tired anymore. Like that was enough to fuel me when I didn't have that crystal clear vision of, of what life could look like on the other side of this pain. It was literally like but I refuse to be here. I refuse to start here. And so as you kind of, it sounds like we were very similar in, in at least that aspect. Once you got to Hollywood and you said, okay, I could do anything at this point. <laughs> I, I've left the part that I know is no longer serving me. What was that like to be fully in the unknown? And just, I can only imagine your mind was full of uncertainty which feels uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) It was, it was uncomfortable. I, you know, I had to make friends. I was brand new on my own living by myself. I mean, it was definitely challenging, but again, it seemed like an easier lifestyle for me. So as uncomfortable and as challenging as it felt, it felt better. Than where I had come from, where I was like partying way too hard and, you know, having the depression and anxiety and, and just hanging around with people that didn't have their lives together. And a lot of my friends were actually dying from drug overdoses, car accidents being so loaded, falling off of a balcony, like, you know, it, it's, just stu- it's just stuff, it's just stuff, suicide, you know, it's just stuff that unless you're in it, it just sounds unimaginable. But yet yes. that's where I found myself. Like it started with losing one friend in a fire across the street from my house. So every time I was going in and out of my house, I had to confront the burned out shell of a house that I lost my friend and her mother. in. to then go in and hanging around with all of these people and into a life style that now eight more friends die, you know, and it was just like, So there was so much like pain and torment covered up with what seemed like a very happy, fun, wild, like, woo, crazy lifestyle that looked on the outside, like it would just be so fun. But what was occurring inside was a complete opposite and dichotomy of what, what the exterior picture, if you were watching a movie looked like. So when I got to LA, even though it was uncomfortable and I didn't know people, but I was starting to, you know, I wasn't in that environment and my friends in LA weren't dying on me or shooting themselves or overdosing. And, you know, there was so much stability. So it wasn't like that felt extremely painful because it felt so much better than the pain I had just left. Mm. So that new sense of uncomfortable and unknown in hindsight was, was so much less than the crazy i was in it just seemed more stable i was okay with being uncomfortable and and not knowing because it was so much better of environment than what i had Gotten myself out of.
0: Yes, it makes me think about this thing that my best friend and I talk about all the time, which is the fact that two completely different things can be true at the same time, meaning you can feel discomfort because you're in transition, but you can also feel joy and excitement and and hope, if you will. And a lot of times when we make transitions in life, it could be, you know, leaving a job, it could be moving across country. Of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable and there's going to be stress that comes with that. But what else do you feel? And I think when we give room to those other emotions, then it gives us an opportunity to really choose, which it sounds like you were able to do with with clarity, was choose, well, which emotion am I going to attach myself to? Because I know that that's what's going to be what fuels my energy, what fuels my effort even. So when you were there, it sounds like you attached yourself to hope, which is absolutely a beautiful thing. I mean, that For, is one sure. thing. That is something that in positive psychology, we've learned you can cultivate hope and that will actually start to create more bravery and more courage in your heart as well. So what did it look like as you were embarking and how did you go from uh, being in Hollywood to now being in Florida, being in real estate? What was that transition like? How
1: did you find your way? It was actually a more difficult transition for (laughs) me because... Because, you know, I'm like I said, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 17 years old. I didn't meet Grant until I was around 29 years old. We got married when I was 30. So I had lived several years by myself doing my career, doing my own thing with only one thing to concern myself with, and that was me. <laughs> and then, and that was really all I knew up until I was 30. Now I'm 30 and find myself married to somebody. And, you know, prior to that, I was never thinking I could really be committed to somebody. Like I just... I dated, but there was no way anyone was actually going to get me to really commit. So now I find myself in this marriage where, of course, I love Grant, but I still had these old seated ideas of, you know, never depend on anyone. For my survival, I had equated that I had to do everything on my own and and never depend on anyone, especially a man. So now I'm married to Grant. And for the first four years of our marriage, I was like very adamant about you're not going own me you're not going to boss me i'm not going to do anything for you don't tell me what to do like and it caused and created this friction in our marriage because i was always like you know stay out of my business i'm doing my thing like i don't know just i i just struggled with whatever that was that was ingrained in me but then you know when 2008 happened and now i'm pregnant with our first child and um we're on the verge of losing everything financially That's when the hardest decision of my life had to be made. I was in, well, one of them, you know, I was 36 years old and now I'm confronted with the end of my acting career. You know, I'm 36 in Hollywood. I'm pregnant I'm not having any more acting jobs grants on the verge of losing his business. And then that's when I had to really decide, well, am I going to come together with this man, my partner and go build an empire and trade in my acting career in order to trade up to this thing called uh, the vision that I had at the time called an empire Mm-hmm. And, it, and it took courage. For me, that's the moment that took courage because I wasn't running from anything. That was going into the unknown. That was having to confront the demons in my own head that said, you know, you can't, as a woman, support a man and leave your career. And I'm a sellout and I'm stupid. And he's going to leave me for a younger woman. And all those. Demons inside my head. I had to contend with it, and, and still put aside and say, "You know what? I'm betting and I'm going all in on a man, which was just just the absolute opposite of every fiber in my bone was raised to be. But I did it. It was a bet that paid off, and and it took courage. I, I've had to really evolve and and figure out our roles in the marriage and who does what and how do we work together in order to achieve our our couples goals and who we are together. I had to really give up the me, 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 me oriented me, me. Like I never really saw that as selfish before. That was just my survival. Mm -hmm. And now like I had to take somebody and I chose, I didn't have to, I chose to take my partner and my husband into consideration and figure out, well, how can we come together to build this thing where I get to be the boss of my areas, you get to be the boss of your areas. We're not fighting each other, but now can we come together in a collaborated effort to reach our goals together? And we did, and it worked. And that was one of the scariest, most challenging times for me because I didn't know it was going to work at the time. I didn't know how it was going to end up. I didn't know anything. I, I I was really scared to trust him. You know, that's why I say find the one you trust and build an empire. Of course, you love the person or you wouldn't be with them. But you know, can you trust the person to deliver? in what they agreed to in the relationship. And, and in my case, he has delivered and he's over delivered. And I, yeah. I would hope that he would say the same thing about me.
0: <laughs> That's right. I'm sure that he would. But I hear you in the fact that when we make big decisions, that our demons start to come up. And, and we have to learn how to manage that. And it is tricky, right? Like the, the battlefield is in the mind for real, like, because we start creating all of these stories and some of them, which may not even be valid, right? Some of them could play off of past experiences. So of course they're valid. They're, they're the way that we are interpreting the possibilities, the risk, the pain, but then some of them are just like complete Wild stories that we're telling ourselves. I can imagine that maybe one of the stories that you battled with, and I don't mean to project this. This is a question: was struggling through maybe feeling like you were abandoning
1: yourself, or you yeah. were abandoning your dreams? Oh, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because remember, I went to Los Angeles at seventeen to become an actress. So I felt like if I'm going to give up the acting career and actually go support a man, show active interest in the success of him, and help build him and His business, which is our business, when he wins, I win, the whole thing. But psychologically, you know, was terrifying. And I had to work through it in my mind, which is, you know, when I really analyzed things, I looked at everything from an analytical point of view. I looked at it and I was like, the acting thing was my scapegoat to get me out of New Orleans. I had the end phenomena of that purpose. Every time I kept thinking, what is the purpose? Why do I want to be an actress? What is my purpose? I couldn't ever find a purpose that was like hooked me. Like I could never find it. What do I want to do as an actress? How do I want to exchange? Like, what is it? Do I want to make people feel happy? Do I want to make them feel, think about things? Like I couldn't find my voice as an artist. And I looked at it and I was like, well, because because I made a decision in the past doesn't mean I have to keep that same purpose for my whole entire life. That purpose oh my
0: gosh. Yes. yes.
1: Yes. And, yes. Analytically, like, you know, egotistically, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be famous and have my thing and da, 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 da. But when I looked at it, I was like, okay, well, the vision going forward in the future was this thing called an empire, which looks like my life today. My life today was a vision that I have been living into via reverse engineering from the future into today and taking the steps that I needed to have that. But the life that I'm living today was that vision that came out of that very broken place in 2008. Mm -hmm.
0: What I'm hearing here is that While you struggled through, you noticed that you felt like you were abandoning.
1: Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. So my new purpose, my new purpose became you know, like I could find my purpose and my empire. Okay. So at it, it, it first, okay, I'll walk you through the sequence of the purposes, right? Please. Cause that's what I was
0: going to ask. I'm like, break yeah, this down so because we need to hear is, how you
1: saw it. <laughs> this is what I'm, uh, this is the, what I looked at, you don't have to have the one purpose for your whole entire life. Like, and you don't have to just be like, think that you're giving up on it just because you evolve and change. Like I change, I have different needs and purposes in 2008, when we were on the verge of losing everything. My purpose became only don't lose it all. And how do we survive this? I could no longer care about charities or things that we had done previously. That's when Grant and I really had to become greedy and think only about ourselves and our survival. There was no thinking about other people at that time. The only purpose was to survive. How do we survive? And that carried me because I did not want to fail. I did not want to lose it all. I had a child on the way like I was not... You know, I was willing to do whatever it took, you know, do I need to go wait tables? What do I have to do? I was willing to do whatever, but I didn't, that was it just to survive. So that was 2008. At the same time in 2008, we also made a decision if we were to ever actually have the vision of what we envisioned actually come to life in the future, we agreed that if we ever became wealthy, successful and made it, we would keep the curtains open, whereas most wealthy people close the curtains and you can't get in. And I understand why they do that, especially now that I'm here, but we made a commitment in 2008, even though we were in our greedy phase, that if we ever were to do that we would keep the curtain open so that other quote unquote little people just like me from New Orleans, Louisiana, Grant from Lake Charles, Louisiana, never went to college for all the other little people who wanted to fast track their way to success by either the right things that we've done or learned from the mistakes that we've made. And so cut to now my purpose in life, you know, uh, maybe mm, 12 13 years ago was how do I support Grant and the entire behind the scenes empire so that Grant can give his knowledge and products out to the world because his products, I'm his biggest fan, right? I believe with his products in the the hands of people, they have the opportunity now to have financial uh, literacy, financial stability, financial freedom, financial legacy, So I did everything behind the scenes to support him getting those products and materials out to to have other people have that. Well, now as I've evolved and the kids are older, I'm not needed as much, but we've grown in our staff. So I have other people delegated to certain positions that I was doing earlier. Now I've evolved into, okay, now I want to be known in the future as the face of this women empowerment movement. I really want to Help empower women to really own their power, their capacity, or the ability to influence the behavior of others, starting with themselves. Because I believe when a woman has the ability to be powerful herself, then she can influence her partner, her friends, her children, her community. And I believe that it's going to be the women that change this world, not the politicians. It's the women that are, have the influence and own that power. So now I have this burning passion to become that woman that I see myself as in the future. I want to become the woman behind the thousands, not just the woman, although I'm very proud of that. The woman behind beside the man. I want to be the woman behind beside the thousands, which is why I'm now an EXP Realty realtor, helping other people build their empires. So you see my purpose. And of course, I have a purpose along a mother line. I want to rear happy, positive, producting members uh, to society with my children being those products, right? So now it's not just about me anymore. It's, I almost feel like I'm last in line because I feel like my purpose is so much bigger now. It's just bigger than just me, which is such a 180 of how I started out in my 20s and teens and where I couldn't think about anything other than me. Now it's just, that's really what my spiritual legacy play will be is was i able to influence somebody that could influence somebody was could i impact lives could i make a difference can i could i have made a difference for the better on this planet that's that's where i'm at right now so you can see it's completely evolved over time and i'm just pivoting and adjusting with where i'm at with with the times mm-hmm. looking at it with an analytical bird's eye view Mm -hmm. of my life rather than sometimes I have to come outside of my life to actually look at it as if I was looking at a movie because sometimes when I'm in my life, I can't really see it so clearly.
0: Mm -hmm. I love though, how, what you really spoke to is how you didn't abandon yourself. Because if anything, you just discovered new parts of yourself and we are on this planet to evolve as we evolve and we grow and we go through different seasons, which may go from being single. Of course, I'm going to have goals that are going to serve me to being in partnership. Of course, I'm going to have goals that are going to serve us. Right. And so you, even if you wrestled with that initial feeling of abandonment, you found clarity in the fact that you were not in fact abandoning yourself, you were expanding yourself which I think I is, a, that. sh- that's a huge mind shift for people who are in transition because you can do many things. You can have many careers. You can serve many people. You can do, you can be good at more than one thing. Right. But I, but I do think that the adjustment that has happened in society is we initially, and I know that I learned this from my parents example, that you are in a job for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, but now we're in a place where that does not have to be your story. You can do multiple things. You can be multi-passionate. You can try again, career, what have you living in different places. And for me, that kind of mindset is expansive and I have an abundance mindset. So it aligns with what I know is true for myself and the, really the human potential. I love
1: that you put it like that. It was just expanding. That's so brilliant. I love that. Exactly.
0: And now when we think about expansion, though, what I think happens is it continues to play on our strengths. It's just that our strengths show up in different ways. So what would you say are some of your core character strengths that have carried you throughout the years in the different seasons? And maybe even some that you discovered because you are in a different place in life. What would be your core character strengths?
1: Well, the the purpose thing, like really, when I, when I lock into a purpose, like I, you know, whatever it might be at that time, I am, I am dedicated and very disciplined to it. So one of my core strengths is that, you know, in such a feeling sensitive society, and I'm not saying abandon your feelings, we need those obviously, but I'm less sensitive to my feelings. I put my purpose senior to my feelings And so it allows me to have discipline for the moments where I'm scared. I do it anyway. For the moments I feel lazy, I do it anyway. I just try not to let my feelings dictate my actions. I really abide by my senior purpose to to guide me through some some other examples of some strengths is you know i have a fierce loyalty commitment dedication i'm a visionary so i have this ability to 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 really see and mock up the future and i can see opportunities that are in front of me that you, that's why grant and i are so compatible because i can see it and then i make him do it <laughs> <laughs> but i also have this incredible ability to be supportive and i think a lot of society, that is a oh, again, I don't want to speak and in, in, uh, I can just speak about myself and how I interpreted things. But I, especially when I was grappling with this support role earlier on, I felt like it was such a weak role and, you know, people dismiss it and kind of think, oh, they're the second fiddle or she's support or background. And when I was dealing with all of those sort of issues, I started to really look up what support means, you know, how it means to bear the weight of. So I started looking at like a support beam would have to be stronger than the thing it was bearing the weight of. And I'm like, wow, this actually isn't a weakness. The fact that I know how to flow power to someone, show active interest in the success of his support, I'm strong enough. Like, wow, that is such an asset, like as a friend, as a mom, as a wife, I really want to change the narrative of the way people look at that support role. I want support and I want to be supported. And sometimes I think, wow, you know, whoever is lucky enough to have me support them, like they have it good because That is really one of my true superpowers. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. It's not easy. easy. You have to be very strong. You Mm -hmm. have to be stronger Mm -hmm. than the thing that, and the whole thing that comes along with the thing. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Easy. No,
0: no, no. And what came to mind when you were describing that, because this is a a reality in my world is a caregiver role where my mom is the caregiver for my dad. And that is 100% a supportive role. And she very much like us is a strong-minded woman who is like, "I'm, I'm happy to support, but also like, I am my own. I am my own. And then she told me one time that she recognized her space of support was stripping away some of the things that were not allowing her to be her best because her best is in that supportive role Mm. and so and when and when you really notice that when you see that i have enough inside of me and now we're this is coming from a space of my father with a disability right so it's you're right it is very different when you see someone supporting an able-bodied person because what right. or, or you see, and, and when you don't, what you don't see is how you're supporting that person emotionally or mentally or spiritually, which is all just as valuable as if you were needing to support them physically. There's no reason to diminish that. And I love, love Elena, how you have taken charge of that and how you are changing the narrative because it may be in this case that, you know, it was Grant's career And then you guys built this business and that, and so that is the supportive role. And sometimes it's flipped though, right? Where it is the woman who has a business and and the man, I mean, I can think of so many, essentially what it's coming up for me is that whether it is, one person who started to lead the the vision or not when you have a power couple kind of uh dynamic right you think of like chip and joanna Gaines. you think of michelle and barack you think of i don't know jay-z beyonce megan and harry you think of all of these powerhouse couples And, but when you, when you really think about the individual contribution from, from their unit, it was because one person kind of led it. And then the other person came alongside and then together they amplified their, their efforts.
1: That's it right
0: there. Right. That's what support can do. It amplifies everything.
1: I love that. (laughs) And also. I agree with everything that you say about the support role. I I do want to just slip this one little message in because I don't want any viewer who doesn't know me to not take this point into consideration, which is that I still have like you're talking about powerful people and individuals, right? I still have my personal goals that I have to achieve for myself in order for me to be strong enough And able enough to support other people like I have to make myself strong. So it's really important for me to achieve my physical fitness goals, my my MMA, you know, training and and to become a successful realtor or whatever. Because if I just support somebody else without actually taking care of myself, then, what I because i I'm speaking for my own personal experience, because this happened to me earlier on. Well, I kind of did give up my thing, right? But what that did was it put this incredible amount of pressure on Grant because now I was looking to him to fulfill and make me happy. So then, you know, when he couldn't do that, whether it was, why are you not hanging out with me and you're hanging out with your brother and all these, you know, and and then I made it mean something else other than, uh, he's got a twin brother that he likes to play and Xbox and hang out with, you know, this is several years ago, you know what I'm saying? And then that's when I took a step back and I was like, wait a minute. Because now I've stepped into this new role, I went all in, but now I'm making it unfair for him because he will never be able to fulfill me because only I can do that. Absolutely. help me and support me. Like when he helps and supports me in achieving my goals and my dreams, that's when I fall more in love with him. I never fall more in love with him because he's given up time so that we can handhold and watch a movie. That's like a temporary thing. That's not real love for me. Real love for me is helping me achieve my goals and my dreams. And when someone's willing to help you get there, that's been the success of us. So I have my personal goals that I have to do so that I'm good enough and strong enough to support him and us with our couple's goals. And then any goal that I have as my independent goal that doesn't serve me for the couple's goal, then I'm willing to take a sacrifice in that particular area because if it doesn't help me get stronger and better for us and for the community and the globe, which we're, which is our purpose now, we want to reach 8 billion people on planet Earth. If it doesn't serve that, then I'm willing to sacrifice and cut that little aspect of the goals out.
0: And so what I'm hearing is there is room enough in a powerhouse couple dynamic for you to have individual goals and couple goals. As a matter of fact, if I'm also hearing this correctly, when you fuel your individual goals and when you work those, that actually becomes the overflow of energy and momentum. Yeah. I'll give
1: you, I'll give you an example. So MMA, right? So it's not, it doesn't come natural to me, but I started training MMA a few years ago, you know, and it's hardcore, you know, I know when
0: you said MMA, I was like, I'm afraid of you, (laughs) ma'am.
1: Well, don't be, because the more I train, the more I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm ever going to do this. But, but how that helps me is so many factors, right? Like waking up early, doing it anyway. I train all that. I train probably four or five times a week, anywhere from one to two hours at a time. Like that takes discipline. You know how many times I don't want to do it. You know how many times I'm sore and I don't want to train, or I, I, I just the discipline alone is, is, is incredible, but then actually training my body to become coordinated and move in ways that it's just not natural. And then, you know, how do you block and take a punch and all of these, you know, it's just so amazing how that spills over into my real life is because now I can do an action that I don't want to do. You know, everyone says, do what you love, the money will follow. Well, that's not, you can do what you love and follow your purpose, but I promise you along doing what I love, Love. There's a million things that I don't love that come along with the job That's that life. I actually hate, <laughs> yep. but I have to do it anyway. Well, the MMA trains me to do that. I have to confront scary dudes that come throw punches at me in sparring. So when I have to go on a stage and speak to a thousand people, I'm like, okay, well, at least nobody's punching me in the face. I got it, yeah. <laughs> it makes it easier for me when I actually can get coordinated enough to do a kick or the right uh, you know, elbow. And like, I'm like, I have a sense of competency. I feel good about myself. Not that I'll ever Get stupid enough to think I can go take on a fight with a man, but this is the fight with myself to make yeah. me stronger. And I was competent enough to learn an action and to do the okay, turn the hip and the and the and the the yeah, you know, it's like all these moving parts with one punch, and then putting it all together. It's like this sense of accomplishment that I have just from that one action, doing that daily, over and over and over. Prepares me in life in so many ways. Like there's so many tactics to fighting too. Are you? Do you pretend hurt? Do you block? Do you trick them and punch them? Like you know, there's so many things that you can do. And I feel like in life, when I'm I'm confronted with business situations, I can think about you know taking a beat and figuring out what's my move going to be. When when I train sparring and I'm learning sparring, when when I get panicked and I just go bruh that's when I get in the most trouble and I get the most beat up. When I just go, this is my game and I do my right technique and I just take my breath and go in for my little combos and get in and get out and I I plan my moves, that's when I have a better success rate. So it helps me in life to not just be able to panic and react and you know get pummeled over, but to actually be able to confront the situation and analytically determine What's going to be my best success rate if I do this move or that move? So, so that stays in because it helps me be strong enough for grand. It helps me be strong enough for business. It helps me have more energy. I'm healthy. I'm physically, you know, more physically fit. The other part of my life is, you know, my father was a world champion shooter. He fought in World War II. You know, he, he likes shotguns. He's very good at it. I learned how to shoot guns at a very young age. I love it. I actually feel like it's in my blood, you know? And, and I love competitions. I compete on the army base, the pistol the shotgun and, um, a rifle, long range rifle. And you have to run these stages. And anyway, I love it. I feel like if I didn't have the, the, the purpose that I have to reach 8 billion people and the women's empowerment, I really believe that if I had dedicated my time to that, like I do the MMA, which I'm not talented in like in shooting, I feel like I have somewhat of a natural talent But that, where does that go? That shooting that I love, that I feel like I could have been great at, where does it go? How do I get it to transition into the couple's goals, to the big goals? But I have tried in so many ways to figure out how I could make it make sense. And I can't make it make sense for me to be away from my family, have all that training. Where does it go? You know what I'm saying? It's controversial as it is people, you know, do I want to go down that road? Like that's not a passion. I'll let those people go stick on that purpose while I handle the women empowerment lane. So that is an area of my life that I'm very passionate about, that I love, that I've had to sacrifice and I'm willing to sacrifice because this other thing is a much bigger, greater spiritual reward for me.
0: Yes. And I think really again, this goes back to what we were talking about as far as being expansive is that you don't get a sense of purpose from one thing. You don't get happiness from one thing. You don't get peace from it's all of these different ways that we take care of ourselves, that we fuel ourselves, that we lean into our interests and our talents and our gifts that then help us to then elevate our capacity to serve others, serve others in partnership or even serve others, you know, in business. But the key component to that is. Really, what where you started with all this, which is I need to take care of myself. I need to do what's right for me. And that is still there, Elena. It is actually just there in in it's there and the supportive role is too, which I think is absolutely beautiful. It's again, some people think it's either one or the other. No, you can have it all. Oh my gosh, which yes, is also <laughs>
1: Build <laughs> the empire, the bottom statement says how to have it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I and, promise that was that called, not planned. That just came in flow. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, it will come with sacrifices. What are you willing to give up in order to have it all? And you, when you talk about building an
0: empire, because we know that for most of these 8 billion people, their empire may not have several zeros behind it. That is certainly possible for some, but not for all. That's just the reality of the world that we live in. So when you define empire, what does that really look like for humans in general? Or when you define empire, are you speaking to just a particular group of folks who are willing to work for as many zeros as possible? Just
1: tell me a little bit more about your vision for that you know, certainly an element in an empire is Abundance and finances, but that's not how I define an empire. When I wrote the book, it's really about an an empire mindset. It's about abundance. It's about how to get yourself thinking so big and how do you structure your life rather than going from it's again, it's a mindset rather than going from your normal everyday thoughts of this is this and this is what I'm supposed to have. Well, I realized in 2008 that normal is the most dangerous place to be in because everything appears to be fine until it's not. So I am uh, an enemy to normal. I hate normal. I don't like people that trick themselves into thinking normal is okay because it's not the only thing that can sustain a hit and multiple hits are empires. And what is an empire? An empire is rich. An empire is abundant in Honesty, integrity, courage, friends, family, partners, people, money. You know, certainly that is an aspect. We live in an economic planet, so resources do help. Yeah, don't
0: limit yourself.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, (laughs) so you, you know, your empire is about how do I become rich in integrity? How do I become rich in discipline accountability how do i have abundance of people of assets how do you get there and so that's what an empire is it doesn't mean you can't have an empire you can't build an empire or or because you don't have zeros like i i i had an empire in my future way before i had zeros in a yep. bank account yeah you know? so another key element to what i did that was so successful from 2008 to now is 2008 is really the time in my life where I shifted that mindset from uh, living from the past to disconnecting from the past, only using the past to be able to put policies into place to help me going forward. But in 2008 is really when I completely did a 180 and said, What if I live from the reverse? Everyone lives from the past to the present because that's the way they think it's supposed to be. That's normal. And I don't like normal, but why can't I live from the future to the present? Like, why is nobody telling us about live from the future to the present? See, from the past to the present, I was always like, well, this program's not going to work because it never worked in the past, or I'm not going to be successful in this because I wasn't successful in the past. And how can I have an empire with a bunch of zeros when I know that that's not realistic? Cause it's never happened before. And I'm, I'm not that tight. See what I mean? So every time I kept living from the past to the present, it was a negative. And then I said, okay, I'm severing that tie. Who am I in the future? And who, what friends yes. do I have? What is, what does my bank account look like? What does my, integrity look like? My honesty, my courage. What are, what does that look like? What my, do my
0: relationships look like? <laughs> what my
1: relationships look like? Who is it? Who is around me? What does that picture look like? And then I would just reverse engineer. Who do I have to become to be that strong woman that can speak in front of thousands of people? Who do I have mm-hmm. to be that to, to, to become that woman who understands uh, finances? Who do I have to be and what do I have to learn to become a realtor who has a, one of the largest, most successful real estate teams in the world? Who do I have to become? What do I have to know? You see, when I have the picture there and then I come into present time, now when I take a course, every single course I'm taking is I needed that to get me to there. Not I'm going to take that and it's going to fail because that was my past. I sh- cut that off So I now live every action and everything that I take is that's what I needed to do to get myself to expand, to grow, to become that woman that I see myself as in the future with those friends, with that life, with Mm -hmm. the zeros, with the abundance and finances. Mm -hmm. And that's how we were able to create it. Because every time I had tried to create it from the past, I was getting more failure and more of the same. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I said, no, I, I live from the future. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way I live from, which which is a very new concept because I don't hear anybody talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is one of the biggest keys to our success.
0: Yeah. I think, thank you for mentioning that because that was something that I was thinking to ask, but I was so into the conversation. It just didn't come up. But I love that. And what also started to come up for me, though, is if we tie ourselves to the past, then we're going to continue to feel weighed down by it because it's already happened and we can't change it. But if we tether our energy to the future, then we actually position ourselves to start creating some forward momentum, which is the only direction that life is going, by the way. Uh, no surprise right. there. But right. to create some forward momentum, essentially what you're doing is by and because this is what happened with me as well, which is why I love you sharing your your testimony, is that by seeing where I was going, where I knew that the direction I wanted to take my life, I could be more intentional about my choices today because while we cannot live so much in the future that we are disconnected from our present reality, we need to at least have a clear vision of the direction that we want to take our life because our todays are what build our tomorrows. And with that kind of like mindset and and forward thinking, it actually... It feels like you're giving yourself permission to let go of those things. I know this is true for me. I'll speak for my own experience. It gave me permission to let go of that weight that was weighing me down, which gave me enough room to start building the things that I wanted to really see in my life. And to your point, we can't just... Uh, ignore the past, right. but we can we can learn from it so exactly. that again as we're creating our tomorrow, we're doing it from a place of wisdom instead of naivety, right? Which oh, yes. I just love how you
1: painted that picture. That's exactly that's the only reason I use the past is yeah how do I put a policy in place to help guide me to mm-hmm. the right choice reverse engineered from the mm-hmm. future. So mm-hmm. you know a lot of people have the vision. I hear a lot of people talking about oh if I visualize, 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 I have. That's only half of the step. It's like correct. <laughs> visualize, visualize, reverse engineer. Yeah. Do 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 the action. Yes. Do that course. Do the, you know, do start getting rid of the toxic people in your life. Do start mm-hmm. doing your own self-enhancement to be a who who you want to be. Like mm-hmm. do the actions. And yes. then you get to have the picture.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I actually uh, was sharing this one time. I feel like my keys to success were the two Bs. I would believe and I would build. You have to have both. You have to have faith, but you have to put in the work.
1: You're using all my good words that I love to build an empire. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, well, Elena, I love the work that you're doing. I love the energy that you are putting in this world. We need more good energy that allows us to feel confident and from a space where we can just continue to up level and, and to evolve. So if people want to continue to stay connected with you, how can they do that?
1: Uh, well, for all of the EXP Realty people out there, uh, you can go to CardoneWorld.com and come into the into the site for free and use your EXP email. And for everybody else that wants to reach out, I'm ElenaCardone.com and everything I have available is there. Fantastic. I would love that too. Anyone who follows me on any of the social medias I'm I'm trying to catch up to my my husband's following. He's in the millions. I'm only in the, you know, couple hundred thousand. So any support, show active interest in the success of from anybody out there wanting to support me, I will be grateful. And very appreciative. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Well, the two of you together are definitely a powerhouse. And thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom here and your energy. As I knew that it was going to be a lively conversation. (laughs) I appreciate you, and I am so thankful for the work that you're doing.
1: Oh, thank you. What a great interview. And by the way, you are gorgeous. Uh, It's been fun just to like stare at you this whole time and say, "Oh my God, her skin is so amazing. It's glowing. You're amazing. Thank you." so much. You're welcome.
0: You're welcome, Elena. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and thank you again. This has been in the details. If you like the show, tell a friend
1: for more shows like this, go to success.com slash podcast.